Ugh, I don't know how I feel after the last little. I know we dropped quite the bombshell. How did everybody feel about our uh, Lisa? I think I need therapy. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with that. God, that was intense. That was, I mean, it was pretty fun to actually do, like, to, and and I'm not done, obviously. Like, we're not done with this case. I want to, I want to see this through. Yeah, but. and it, I mean, it was definitely, like, the most nervous I've been for episodes before. Well, because she was part of it. And it makes it way different when you're talking to friends, them. Well, and trying to tell someone's story and do it justice is, is I mean, it's a big responsibility. It's a huge responsibility. It's her life. So we are forever grateful that they gave us that opportunity. Yeah. And, I mean, she feels the same way. Mm-hmm. But that was a lot. That was a lot. I know. I'm going to, we might have to take a break for a second before we start the next <laughs> one that's like that. <laughs> yeah. I know. But I do have to say, like... Instagram has been such a blessing. Like, that's how we reached out, like, how we connected with Lisa and Gigi. Yeah. Um, all, I mean, we've done shout-outs the last few weeks of other podcasts. I mean, we've, we're in talks with people about doing some collabs on a couple episodes. Like, it is exciting. I, we're just so, like, still new at this that it's still, like, a little, like, uncharted territory that it's, like, a little nervous. It's cool. <laughs> it's really cool. It's very cool. And and we're uh, so grateful for like all the love and support and the whole social media stuff, man, pulling people together and making things available and it's just really cool. This has been a really cool experience. I know. Yeah, I'm excited to get in our studio where Me we have too. like a space. And and it's not echoey. <laughs> the sound quality is really driving me insane. Soon. I bitch about it incessantly. Soon. Soon, I know, I know. In building it, I was like, my my friend was like, "Oh, we could do ten foot ceilings," and I'm like, "No, I want six foot ceilings. I want everything padded. I want blah blah blah." And he's like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> it's like, Tracy, you're just gonna be in a box. I don't really want six foot ceilings, but you know what I mean. Pretty much. I was like, I don't want ten foot vaulted ceilings and windows and like you get one window. I want it to be small. I want it to be padded. I want the sound quality to be good. I don't want any echoing. I want the solid oak doors. I want. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I'm so tired of the sound quality. Anyway. Well, I wish that I could tell you that I was going to like give you a nice easy case today after all of that. Oh, man. But I'm not. I'm not doing. I'm I'm doing you dirty. I'm sorry. That's great. Doing you know, dirty. honestly, after doing Lisa's case... It was almost like I had a physical reaction to it. Like, I don't feel good. Yeah. Like, my body hurts. It was emotionally, psychologically, just... It's also kind of weird, and I... it In a physical sense, like, you kind of feel a little bit empty. Like, so much of the last few weeks has been dedicated to, like, any waking moment that we had that was free... Pulling court documents, reading news articles. Reading her book. Reading her book. Digging through information, like... Trying to sort through the bullshit. I think I got three hours of sleep every night for the last week and a half. Yeah. That I'm like, what do I do with my time now? Well, and then you get to the point that you're just like, and this is how it ends? Yeah. No, this is not... This cannot be the ending. This can't be the ending. No. So I'm right there with you. Anyway. 
Well, thanks for joining us. I'm Tracy. I'm Samantha. This is The Suspended Sentence. Give me something that's not going to keep me awake for the next two weeks. Well, shit. Great. Many children. Great. I hate hate it already. You're going to hate this case. Oh my gosh. Many children have arguments with their parents over their first boyfriend. But one troubled British teen, we're going international today, was so upset with her mother after an argument, she just simply decided she was going to kill her. Oh. Wow. This case takes place in Spalding, Lincolnshire, England. And we will be focusing on Kim Edwards, Lucas Markham, and the mother, Elizabeth Edwards. So first I want to talk about Elizabeth. So she was a single mother of two daughters, 14-year-old Kim and 13-year-old Katie. She was well-liked. She sang in her church choir. Um, She did lots of charity work and was described as very bubbly and that she would help literally anyone. She ran the after-school program and loved children. Loved them. Katie, Elizabeth's 13-year-old daughter, was very popular at school. She was outgoing, well-liked, and everybody that knew her said that she was just a great person. Kim, Elizabeth's 14-year-old daughter, was born June 14th, 2001, just to kind of hit home on how young she is here. 2001. Yeah. Um, She was not attached to her mother um, from a very young age, so her father left the family when she was really young. And those that knew Kim said that she was a really troubled young girl. There was a time when social services had been called because of a fight between Elizabeth and Kim that had resulted with Kim being slapped and punched by her mother. Oh, my gosh. Kim was six during the time of this incident. Oof. And the kicker here is Elizabeth is the one that called called social services. Oh, no. She called it called social services on herself after the incident. And Kim and Katie were taken from the home for six months while it was investigated. Upon return, Kim and Elizabeth would never be close again. Yeah. <clears throat> so Kim was really jealous of her younger sister, Katie. Um, and she would take this out on Elizabeth for being close with, with Katie and not her. Um, according to Kim, Elizabeth would tell her that she was exactly like the father that abandoned the family. Oh, no. Next player in this is Lucas Markham. He was born August 1st of 2001, and he grew up in an abusive home. He was four when his mom died of cancer, and his father was an abusive alcoholic, and he was in and out of the foster care system his whole life until his aunt got custody of him on april 14th 2016 elizabeth did not show up to work she was a lunch lady at the local primary school she loved this job and was always on time and so set off red flags when she didn't show up without even calling sure kim and katie also did not attend school this day and no one had called to let them know the three of them would not be there elizabeth had a partner named graham green who was trying to get a hold of her and was getting concerned because he said that they were always in contact. Graham was planning on asking Elizabeth to marry him, and they had just gotten a dog together, so he said it was really weird that he hadn't heard back from her. He he was a truck driver and said um, that when he was on the road, they were on the phone nonstop. Katie and Elizabeth um, were really, really close. Like, the ideal, like, mother-daughter situation, like, best friends. Kim, like I said, was not close with her mom. They did not get along. So, Kim 
with her 14-year-old boyfriend, Lucas Markham, um, was also absent from school that day and was reported missing from his aunt. 36 hours later, around noon, the police were called and they would come to do a wellness check. 36 hours later? Mm-hmm. The police show up, they knock on the door and no one answers, so they just enter to make sure that nothing's wrong. In the house, Lucas and Kim were sitting on a, in the living room on a mattress on the floor watching TV. Police are confused why they didn't answer the door and um, when they knocked, and they ask where Elizabeth and Katie were. Kim says they're upstairs. Police ask what happened. Are they sick? Like, what, what's going on? Lucas looks directly at the police with zero emotion and tells them that they should go upstairs and see for themselves. Oh, my God. So they do. They go upstairs where they find Elizabeth and Katie both dead in their beds. They were killed while sleep while they were sleeping, and they both had their throats slit with an eight-inch butcher knife that was still in the room. They had been dead for two days. Oh my god! And they're sitting downstairs watching TV like it's just no big deal. Mm-hmm. And they didn't run. <clears throat> nope. They just stayed there. Yep. For two days. So both Kim and Lucas were arrested immediately, and as they were being arrested, this kills me, Elizabeth's partner Graham had showed up to determine why she hadn't, like, what was going on. Um. He said that he was confused and he was looking at Kim, and Kim just put her head down and, like, wouldn't make eye contact with him. That breaks my heart. (sighs) So it was determined that Kim and Lucas never had left the home after murdering her little sister and her mother. There was one bathroom in this home, and it was on the second floor where the rooms were. So any time they had to use the restroom, they would have to pass by the rooms. Jesus Christ. How are you just, like, chilling in your house? So going kind of back a little bit, how did Lucas and Kim meet? They met in eighth grade when Lucas threw a chair across the room in a fit of rage in class. And Kim was in there in that class with him and saw this and was like, yep, he's the one I picked that. I picked that one. <laughs> what the heck, man? So Lucas was known to be, I don't of, mean to be laughing at that, but, but come on. Lucas was known to be kind of an asshole and very aggressive. And Kim said she was into his angst. She was into it. I guess everyone's got their, well, she was angry too. Therapy. So she could understand it. Yeah. Trauma bond. Seriously. So once they decided that they were meant to be together, they were inseparable and they formed a very unhealthy bond. Mm-hmm. They spoke about committing suicide often and they were very codependent and it was a very toxic relationship. Everyone that knew them um, both knew them both said that they um, had if they had never gotten together that they don't think these murders would have happened. Yeah. Lucas was bullied at school, and once Kim and him started dating, she started getting bullied as well, only making their bond stronger. Graham and Elizabeth both did not like Lucas. They said that he was very aggressive. He would punch and headbutt walls in fits of rages just randomly. Um, I do want to note that his aunt, when she got custody of him, did get him a psyche eval and came back that there was nothing wrong with him. What? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, you're going to get, like, irritated throughout this story. By 2015, he was getting in a ton of trouble at school. He was moved to a class that was for more difficult students. And that same year, Elizabeth banned Lucas from coming to her home. They're 14. (sighs) 
as a parent, I see why she would ban him from coming to her house. She's like, what the heck is happening here? You guys are like super codependent. Yeah. He's angry all the time. He comes over here and punches my walls. Like. Yeah. No, you can't come over. So, because of this, so after he's banned from the home, they decide that they're just going to run away to be together. They li- <laughs> How old are they? 14. 14. They lived in a tent in the woods for six days, um, and they were brought home when they came back into town to get supplies, and locals recognized them and brought them back to their homes. So, Kim was placed in therapy, and Elizabeth was told that she was just an angry kid. There was nothing else wrong with her. She's just an angry child. What? Who the hell is doing these psyche valves? Like an actual psyche valve or like an eval? That's what I'm saying. For him, for her, it was just said therapy. For for Lucas, it said a psyche valve. What? So do with that as you will. In 2016, Kim confi- um, confided to a teacher that she was thinking about killing herself. The teacher... Um, referred to her to mental health services. Kim was seen and released immediately. Oh my god. This is coming back to uh I feel like a broken freaking record. Yes, the one I'm like, you, how do you, I say this differently that I've Bucha said Bucha Bustamante. Yes. Alyssa. It's Jesus. all over again. Like all of these red flags. They're not red flags. This is common fucking sense. So in March, uh, Lucas was expelled from school and had to go to school that was an hour and a half away. The couple freaked out about this because now they were not going to be able to see each other at school and he was banned from her house. So they weren't going to be able to, it was going to be difficult for them to see each other. So Kim's reaction to that was she tried to kill herself by, you know, by overdosing on pills. She was unsuccessful with this and then was proceeded to be made fun of at school for being weird and trying to kill herself. Oof. April 9th, Kim stays at Lucas's house against her mother's wishes. She, when she comes home, Elizabeth had put all of her items in her bedroom into garbage bags and taken them, removed them from her bedroom. (laughs) Lucas's family had also done the same thing to his room. Which everybody on the internet is like, oh my gosh, how could you do that? Oh, I've done it. I was going to say. I'll do it right now. (laughs) I was going to say. It's called parenting. We said a few episodes ago. It's called parenting. Tracy revealed the other day that she's my mom. The amount of times that I refused to clean my rooms and my stuff would be in garbage bags and you would make me re-put everything in my room away. Yep. And it wasn't without like you very much telling me, hey, you clean it or I'll clean it for you. A hundred percent. I've heard this before. Yep. This isn't like some like it's, horrible child abuse that you're emptying my bedroom. It's called parenting. <laughs> <laughs> what What am I called? Generation at Gen X? Am I Gen X? I have no idea. I think so. Maybe. You know where we like raised ourselves and we got our asses <laughs> beat in the middle of the grocery store and neighbors and friends and community members would join in. I mean, like, <laughs> literally. I oh, my God. They, and everybody was talking about, like, this, like, horrific child abuse of this that's happening. And oh, oh. da, 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 da. And how this is probably what triggered her, triggered her to killing her whole family. This happened to me. I haven't killed my whole family. Right. 
No, like, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> I laughed at that. I was like, what did I just this read? This is so, this is oh. like out of a, like, a comic book or something. I know. Right? Like, bagging up her shit is punishment, is abuse. Mm-hmm. But the psychologist saying nothing's wrong with her is just like total legit, right? I can't. I can't. So it was at this moment that they had to kill, that they knew that they had to kill Elizabeth oh, and they, Katie they just because had to. they were trying to keep them apart. Yeah, they just had to. They, they didn't were, have any other option. No, that's it. They were going to be together and she mm-hmm. was what was in the way. Because I'm sure that when they go to jail, they'll be in the same jail in the same housing, <laughs> probably in the same cell and live happily ever after. Yeah. So the days leading up to the murder, they very much thought this through. They sat in McDonald's. They went on lovely walks together. And during these, they would plan how they were going to kill them. Nice. They planned, their plan was for Lucas to bring four knives from his house. In the middle of the night, he was going to walk over to Kim's. She was going to let him in through the bathroom window. He would tap three times to know that it was him. And that the, 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 because so many people are tapping on your bathroom window, I don't. I do seriously. I don't get the. The plan was Lucas was going to kill Elizabeth, and Kim would would kill Katie. So they tried this two times. They tried this on the night of April eleventh, and once on the night of April twelfth. But each time that Lucas showed up, Kim had fallen asleep and forgot to let him in. So that shows how like. You're planning to kill your little sister and your mom. And you're so relaxed that you're just Exactly. Asleep. Like, what does that tell you about this girl? Yeah. Mm. On April 13th, they try for the final time. He shows up to Kim's house. He climbs in through the window of the bathroom. And Lucas hands her a knife. Lucas goes into Elizabeth's room and stabs her in the, ne- stabs her in the side of the neck and then smothers her with a pillow. Elizabeth was stabbed a total of eight times, including five times in her hand as she was trying to defend herself. Kim said she heard a gurgling noise and struggling, so she went into her mother's room to make sure Lucas was okay. So this is a quote. This next part is a quote from Kim, and this breaks my heart. She said, all I could see was her shoulders and her arms, and Lucas was sitting on top of her. She was struggling, and I saw a hand reach out. I grabbed it, and I held it. But once I realized it, it was my mother's, I pulled my hand away. Jesus Christ. So her mother is dying and reaching for her daughter. And she was, what, just so disgusted that her mom was, like, her last seconds of life wanted comfort from her daughter. Right. That she pulls her hand away. That, to me, tells me everything I need to know about this girl. Yep. She's disgusting. She's sick. So then Lucas would check Elizabeth's pulse, and she was dead. So they moved on to Katie's room. Originally, Kim was supposed to kill her little sister, but she said that she, uh, when the time came, she just couldn't do it, so she asked Lucas to. He went in, he stabbed her, and smothered her with a pillow. And when he was done, Kim asked him if she struggled, and Lucas said no. Then Kim said, well, you've got blood on your clothes. Take them off. And they took a nice bath together. Cute. They then went into the, into the room that Kim shared with her little sister, Katie, removed her mattress, and took it downstairs. There they, there they would have sex and watch movies and ate ice cream, drank liquor from the cabinet, and watched all five Twilight movies. So this is now, this is dubbed the Twilight Killer killings yeah. because 
they watched Twilight afterwards. So they had been planning that after they killed them that they were going to complete suicide. And even wrote a suicide note titled, Fuck You World. Obviously they didn't commit suicide. Yeah. But that was their plan. Kim, immediately after being arrested, had no problem telling the police everything that happened. While Lucas was very not going to say anything. Um, And she said she had no remorse. But because they were 14, they couldn't put the news, their names in the news media. Uh, and it wouldn't be up until seven months later when the trial started that they would be able to publish who murdered Katie and Elizabeth. So the town was, like, scared. Yeah. they didn't know if there was, like... They didn't know. Yeah, they didn't know that it was just her horrible daughter that committed this crime. So Kim said that she didn't feel anything for her mother and that she wanted revenge for her for how bad she treated her. She also said she did not feel bad that her mother was dead and that she deserved it. Lucas said he felt loved and needed for the first time when he started dating Kim and that he felt it was his responsibility to keep her safe from any threat. He said during the murders he felt happy and calm because he was protecting Kim. Protecting her from what? Stuff being removed from her bedroom? Apparently. Yeah, and keeping her from him. Holy crap. Kim said uh, she had saved Katie by having her killed because she was saving her from having the heartache of the death of their mother. What a good person. Way to take that, take that shoulder wow. out for your little sister. So both were charged with murder. And in the UK, anyone over the age, this is kind of interesting, anyone over the age of 10 is deemed responsible for their own actions. Oh, wow. Isn't that wild? 10. That seems that is, pretty young to me. Um, extremely young. <laughs> that seems a little young. Extremely. Yep. So 10, you're deemed responsible for your own actions. Your brain isn't even done developing until your 20s. Yeah. 10. 10. Wow. So the defense tried to go with uh, manslaughter due to insanity was what they wanted. Mm-hmm. So another psyche vow. Well, why? They're perfectly sane. So Lucas was listed as just as emotionally unstable due to childhood trauma. They said he was too young to be diagnosed with a personality disorder, which I wanted to ask about that. Do you, is 14 too young to be diagnosed? No. They said he, they couldn't diagnose him with one because he was 14. Hmm. Uh, but they did know he, he would disassociate and he lives in a constant state of fight or flight, but he was fit to stand trial. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Kim pled uh, not guilty due to mental illness and that Lucas had and said that Lucas controlled her entire life. She immediately started turning on him once trial came. Oh, wow. This love of her life that was like had to kill her mother and sister because she was ever trying to keep her away from him. Right. Immediately turns on him. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> A.K.A. she wanted her mother and sister dead and he was A.K.A. she's a sociopath. She immediately... I'm not diagnosing. I am not a psychiatrist. (laughs) She immediately detached from Lucas after being arrested and um, she was assessed for mental illness. She said that she did not miss her mom and once again, she was glad she was dead. Said that to her psychiatrist. It's like, I'm not sorry for what I did at all. Because... Not upset about it. Jeez. So she said that she felt a bit sad for her sister though. In her report, she was fit to stand trial. The psychologist uh, said that the items being taken out of Kim's room did not count as a turning point for her mother, for her to kill her mother and sister, though. Because they were, she was like, that was my trigger. 
that was my I was done. She took that stuff out and I was just done. Hmm. And the psychiatrist said, No, that is not a valid like trigger for Right. That's not real. It's not a real thing. Yeah, that's an excuse, not a reason. The doctor did say that she had an adjustment disorder, but that was not a case a case for for the insanity. Right. So I don't, I've never heard of that one before. An adjustment, adjustment disorder? Yeah. What is that? Um, it's not reasonable reaction to stress. Okay. Um, so again, disclaimer, I am not a psychiatrist. <laughs> I am not, <laughs> I'm not diagnosing anything or giving medical advice or di- whatever. Whatever we're supposed to legally say. That's half the time I don't say. Um, So, you know, like when somebody gets divorced or there's a death, how there's this period of time that you're like incapable of doing normal things. You're sad. You cry. You little things will make you remember and you'll just burst into tears. You know, I mean, all of us have experienced something like that at one point or another in our lives. People with adjustment disorders really don't move forward. Mm. But but then, I mean, a- anything really that is stressful, it's just a disproportionate reaction to little stressors that affects relationships, it affects work, it affects school. I mean, it's it's pretty significant interference with, with life. So do you agree, though, that that's not, that she would be fit to stand trial? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it. it's not, it doesn't change like your ability to understand or no. Yeah. She was fine. Okay. Also taking shit out of your room in garbage bags is not a stressful situation. I don't know. Maybe it is to her. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, whatever. <laughs> So Kim was... All of us have reacted irrationally at one point or another, you know? I mean, it's people... Really, it's more like not emotional regulation, just being out of whack. Like, really out of whack. Mm -hmm. But... All right, then. So Kim was found guilty by the court and sentenced to life in prison alongside Lucas. But Lucas, when he... Because remember, they wanted... What his defense wanted was manslaughter due to insanity he wasn't trying to say so he pled guilty he just wanted the charge changed so he as soon as he got the clear they immediately changed it back and was like life in prison have a good day yeah like end of discussion but they both appealed and the chilling pair had their sentences reduced no what it was reduced no way do you want to know what 17 and a half years (gasps) of which they are currently in their seventh year of sentencing the pair is among the UK's youngest killers. Oh my gosh. Do you remember you mentioned them in your women killer episode, Myra Hinckley? Yes. The one that lured the kids with her yep. boyfriend. They are referred to like the new age them. Because it's just like how deceitful and gross they are. Yeah. In America, they would never be getting out. It was reduced to 17 years. Yeah, that's in, that's absolutely, that's insane. That's crazy. 
I, I found it. my suspended sentence for kids. I what? There you go. I yeah. did it. Good job. Good job. I wonder. I wonder what the psychology laws and stuff are over there. I mean, not that I. I mean, really care, but it it would be interesting to see. I mean, yeah, it would be interesting. Is that not wild? Do they? Do they look at the DSM-5 or do they have a different version or is that the... I don't know. Is it international? Or I is just that... think though, like, it's like you were saying at the beginning of this, like, like beating a dead horse here a little bit. Yeah. They both saw multiple therapists, multiple psychiatrists, psyche valves. Yeah, but we don't know what... Whoa. We don't know what it's like over there though. Like, it, it could be completely different. She tried to kill herself multiple times. Right, and talked about it often. I, that's wild. I'll tell you what, though. That's, those are some scary people, and they're going to be out. Yeah. So have fun with that, UK. In 10 years. Yeah, they'd never get out in America. Is that not bizarre? Like, oh my gosh. Yeah, that's, and just how calm and cool and collected and just chill they were afterwards. Like, that is unbelievable. ate ice cream and watched Twilight. Had sex, took a bath together. Drank their mom's, drank her mom's alcohol and just Walked chilled. past her dead mother and little sister for two days anytime she had to use the restroom. Whew. Or the beginning when the cops walk in and he just was like, go look for yourself. Go look for yourself. I can't be bothered by telling you. Go figure it out. Do your job. That's in, that's. I told you I wasn't bringing any lighter today. No, that sucked. Thanks for that, Sam. You're so welcome. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Stay safe.